Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Aquarian Mind Podcast. Today's podcast episode number 171. I'm your host, Jamel Crothers. It's Book Insight Friday. And we're on the last part of Kids With Guns. So we're going to delve into this character development. I'm going to uh, talk about the last few characters that I incorporated into this five book series and it's going to be a good one today and next week I don't know what where I'm going to go and what direction as far as book inside Friday but I've always got something rolled up my sleeve so that's besides the point um I will say that this has been fun to do and it's different than what I've normally done you know, for the past, you know, year or so with my podcast, as far as Book Inside Friday. And I would say it's been fulfilling to share what goes on in, in you know, in my mind and what goes into writing the characters that, that I put in my stories and why. And it gives you all of what I'm feeling and what's chugging away in my mind. So let's delve into this. So, Anthony, who is the prosecutor um, for the trial of Matthew and Max, and having a hard-nosed, tough prosecutor was the goal for this series. I knew how I was writing this guy from the get-go. And while Anthony is not in all the books throughout the series, it was important that I establish him as a major part of this book series because he needs to be noticed from the get-go. And I did my best to put him out there in part two of the series and then continuing into the trial which is part three of the series and obviously he was fun to write as i have never written a character in a trial setting so it was different for me to write a character in how he's thinking and what he's you know processing in his mind as the trial is going on and he's surely a character you won't forget in the series even though i didn't want the whole focus to be on him But you know what? It's a rarity that when school shootings happen, unfortunately happen, that we actually have a trial. So I wanted to shine light on that and pretty much have a gritty court case with this series. Brian, who's the defensive attorney for Matthew and Max. Now, Brian was a character that I had intentions of writing about with an uphill climb mindset because he knows his clients committed one of the most heinous horrible crimes in u.s history and he has to maneuver and find ways to get an acquittal for two teenage kids now two kids who were given all of the necessary tools to commit this act it's all a blame game but he's also in the in in a you know courtroom battle with his foe anthony and it's not their first rodeo in the courtroom so i wanted to bring that feel to it too and i expressed that in the series so you guys you know, pretty much can be prepared for what's to come. And I wrote Brian in the sense of he's going to point the finger at plenty of situations and people that led to these young kids committing such a horrific, violent act. It's what any defensive attorney would do to help in describing what their clients experienced and went through. And it was writing a cause and effect aspect to this. And hopefully I was able to provide that when Matthew and Max went on trial for their crimes. And this was a challenge for me, and as always, I feel that I achieved greatness with this. But, you know, 
I can feel great about writing it the way I, I wrote it. But I always come back to you guys. It's what you guys feel. Alyssa, who is the judge of this trial and having a woman as the head judge was already established when I started planning out all of, all of these books pretty much. And while this is only in two books of the series, she's important in establishing and maintaining order in the courtroom. And she's a powerful figure, and I wanted everyone to know that women in high positions in certain fields are imperative to show. And it's also important to know that Alyssa is dealing with two of the most powerful men in Brian and Anthony in their prospective fields. So just think of what Alyssa is having to manage. A powerful defensive attorney, powerful prosecutor, the national news media, everyone in the courtroom, the jurors, witnesses, and a myriad of other things. And I wanted to show this in the two books she was in, and hopefully I accomplished that with writing her. And as I said with Anthony and Brian, I've never written anything regarding a trial, and seeing things on scripted television isn't always reality. So to backtrack, let's kind of go back to Judge Ito from the O.J. Simpson trial in 1994, which was important for me to watch clips of that from documentaries that they've done over the past 30 years. And I do also remember, uh, you know, certain parts of the trial, you know, in 19, you know, in 1994, I was 11 years old when that whole O.J. Simpson situation happened. I wasn't completely immersed in it, but I was very well aware of what was going on in that whole situation. And to really bring it back, ESPN did a, an amazing documentary on June 25th, 1994, and it goes through the events of what was going on that day in the sports field. And me being an 11-year-old kid, I was... um. I was a big sports. I, I was a big sports fan. I'm st I'm still a big sport, sports fan. What am I saying? But anyway, um, I'm from New York, and in 1994, um, the New York Knicks. If you guys are, you know, invo involved or you know watch sports of any kind, the New York Knicks were playing in the NBA Finals against the Houston Rockets, and uh, you know, twenty thousand people are watching. You know the biggest you know, games and on the biggest stage. And while that's going on, O.J. Simpson's in a Bronco driving on a California highway, and that's being shown on a big screen in Madison Square Garden. So just looking at that and remembering that and then remembering Judge Ito and how he handled himself, you know, when a trial, pretty much the trial of, you know, that century at that time, um... It was something that I kind of wanted to go back and look look at. Because remember, I study a lot and I want to bring my stories to light. But that's always the goal for me. And I always feel that, you know, to put women in positions of power, that was, you know, important to me also. So that was part, that was a big reason why Alyssa was a judge, um, you know, in this series. Layla, she is the lead juror for all of the jurors for the trial and Layla was one of the most important components to kids with guns three and five the trials part three and part five is the ending for a lot of characters and their thoughts and feelings on gun control in America and once again a woman who is in charge of others was important for me 
and I made sure that I made a woman the head juror for all of the other jurors of one of the biggest cases in history. And while this is a fictional book and it's a fictional story, I've got to make sure that um, I do things the right way. And not only is Layla making sure no one is being influenced by outside forces, she's controlling personalities, staying away from the media, not seeing her family for a long period of time, and trying not to be biased in her thoughts and feelings of gun, on gun violence. And you have to think, everyone has kids in their families, whether it's their own or within their families, whether it's nieces, nephews, godchildren. It was also important to incorporate Layla's feelings before the trial, during the trial, and after the trial. And the mental toll it takes five days a week to be in a courtroom for the majority of the day, and then, to go, and then going to a hotel to be confined to your room with security all over the hotel. Imagine how much your life changes when something like this happens. How would you handle it? And those are the things I want you all to think about. So... That is the ending of all of my characters. And boy, this has been fun to do. And I hope you enjoyed my insight into all the characters that I wrote in this five book series. And it's a different spin on how I write and how important it is to write these kinds of books and these book series. And my Kids With Guns series is available on all platforms except Amazon. And if you're wondering why, I will address it. But it's not going to be anytime soon because I have a few podcasts that I have planned in the works. But I am going to really delve deep into the reason why I removed all of my books off of Amazon. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's going to be with good reason. But with that said, um, Kids With Gun series is available on Barnes & Nobles, Apple iTunes, Kobo, Scribed, Biblioteca, uh, Viblio, a uh, few other platforms. Um, but you can find um, Kids With Guns. You can type my name, Jamel Crothers, and find it on whatever platform you, if you choose to go down that road. Um, audiobooks are not available yet for the Kids With Guns series, uh, unfortunately, because I've been writing so much and creating and doing a lot of different things, this podcast, all this other stuff, and I have to finish recording the Code Blue series in auto, audio format. I have to finish recording the Struggles and Growth of a Man series, and then I'll get to the Kids With Guns series. So, uh, I'm not going to give a time frame, but I will say somewhere along the lines next year in the spring, I will say that the Kids With Guns series and audio will be available if you people, a few wonderful people who are listening are audio people and are immersed in that. So with that said, that's my podcast for today. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be good, everyone, and go accomplish your goals.